Please stand with us and sing. In the bleak midwinter, frosty wind made moan, stood hard as iron, water like a stone, snow had fallen, stone, snow, snow. Be 
Jesus, I ask Thee to stay close by me forever and love me, I pray. Bless all the dear children in Thy tender care and fit us for heaven to live Amen. Now, I realized I do have one other announcement for you this morning, and that is that we, uh, one of our sister churches, Church of the Nativity, is having a live nativity, and I know I've brought my family there years in the past, and we're going to go tonight. It's at 5 p.m. and 6 p.m., and it's this cool live uh, nativity scene thing that they have, and I know our kiddos love it, and it usually does seem to snow on the day when they have the live nativity, so I'm really appreciating that we have some snowfall, so I know I plan to be there. Uh, if anybody wants to come, it's just over at Church in the Nativity on Colvin Boulevard. It's, there's at, one starts at 5 p.m. and one starts at 6 p.m. It's not very long, so you, just, you are outside, so you have to bundle up. But you get to see them kind of play out the nativity scene with live animals and everything. And, and it's a fun thing that you might want to bring your kiddos to, so I do recommend that. And uh, also, I didn't do this yet, but I don't know about you, but I definitely need to pray for John right now. And so before we even read our scripture, let's just join in a moment of prayer. Holy God, loving God, we know that you are with John always. We know that you're with us all always. But Lord, right now we have a frightening moment for John this morning, and so we ask that you bless John Wagner, that you pour your Holy Spirit upon him, that you pour your healing power upon him, that you be with him and bless him now and always. Lord, we thank you for the care that he's receiving. We, we thank you for those who are able to be here to help him. We thank you, Lord, that he and Ron arrived here safely, even though it was a scary drive. And Lord, we just thank you and we ask that you bless John. Let him feel your presence and receive your healing. In the name of Jesus the Christ, we pray. Amen. And now we are going to read Mary's Song of Praise, also called the Magnificat. We are going to read this from the Gospel of Luke, starting with verse 46 of the first chapter. If you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Sue is ready to hear the word of the Lord. How about the rest of you? If you're ready to hear the word of the Lord, I know it's been a a difficult morning, but if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord and a song of praise, will you say amen? Amen. There we are. And Mary said, My soul magnifies the Lord, and my spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on the lowliness of his servant. Surely from now on all generations will call me blessed. For the mighty one has done great things for me. And holy is his name. His mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He has shown strength with his arms. He has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the powerful from their thrones and lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy according to the promise he made to our ancestors, to Abraham and to his descendants forever. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. 
Let us join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we thank you and we praise you on this day. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and bless us with your power on this day. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Now, when we think about Mary, we often picture the nativity scene. We think about the angel Gabriel speaking to her and Mary's visit with her cousin Elizabeth. We might even think about her song of praise known as the Magnificat that we just read today from the Gospel of Luke. We can imagine her traveling to Bethlehem while nine months pregnant and then giving birth in a stable. Did anybody here give birth in a stable? (laughs) We can think about Jesus and Mary at the wedding in Cana and Mary urging Jesus to perform his first miracle in front of others and to turn the water into wine. We can also think about Jesus comforting Mary on his way to the cross 
And we can think about the pain that Mary must have felt when Jesus died on that cross and was buried in the tomb. And we can imagine the rejoicing Mary must have done when Sunday morning came and they found that Jesus had risen from the dead. Mary had the most honorable and revealed role that anyone could play in all of history, in all history past and in all time to come. Mary has served as the most honorable and revealed role of all. It was a role that she accepted. It was a role that when asked if she would carry the Christ child, that she said yes. But it was also a role that would force her to experience not only the joy that came from being the mother of the Christ child, but also the pain that would come with, and the, the grief that she would eventually experience in a way that only someone who has grieved truly deeply could imagine. Now, we're not Catholic here in the United Church of Christ. You know, we're, we're not Catholic. We are a Protestant denomination. And so we don't focus much on Mary in the Catholic Church. They do pray to Mary. They also do believe that Mary stayed a virgin after, which as we read through the Bible, we often assume that Mary did have children after she gave birth to Jesus, that she did not stay a virgin forever, but that the brothers are, are actually her brothers. Where in the Catholic Church, they assume that Jesus's brothers are, or sorry, that the brothers were actually the brothers of Jesus, whereas in the Catholic Church, they assume that the brothers could also have been Jesus's cousin. But in, uh, in, in the Protestant church, and especially in the United Church of Christ, we don't focus much on Mary because that tends to be more of a Catholic thing. In the Catholic Church, they also pray through Mary, and we don't do that in the Protestant church. But on a day like today, as we read Mary's Magnificat, I'm reminded that we need to make sure to think about Mary every so often. We need to make sure that we're willing to learn from Mary because Mary has so much that she can teach us. We need to make sure that, that we do take time to to think about Mary, who served as the most honored and revealed role in all of history. We do need to make sure that we take time to pause and to learn from this amazing, remarkable woman who serves as a role model to many. Now, just think about it. Mary was a young woman who was courageous enough to say yes to God. Have you ever had a moment in your life where maybe you weren't quite ready to say yes to God? Maybe God was pushing something right in front of you, but you're like, oh God, I'm not really sure if I'm ready to do that. Well, Mary was courageous enough as a girl, as a young woman to say yes to God, even if it meant that she could be cast aside when the word spread about her pregnancy. Mary was faithful enough to know that God would reveal to Joseph and to all who needed to know what was happening with her, that the child was not, was not her going off and having an affair, but that the child was the son of God. Mary was strong enough to know that even though one day her heart would be broken into a million pieces when Jesus was crucified that still she was willing to take on this challenge. As I was thinking about Mary, I actually wrote two sermons for you today. By the way, you're only hearing one. I've never done that before where I actually wrote two complete sermons and then chose one of them. And then I wrote two complete sermons as I was thinking about Mary. And the reason that I was thinking about Mary is as I was, I was imagining this, this girl chosen to be the mother of the Christ child, I realized that even though our Bible has so many warriors in it, so many strong Samsons out there, so many strong warriors that we can find in our Old Testament, I do not think that a single one of them compares to Mary. I do not think that a single one of them compares to Mary in her strength and her faithfulness 
and her courage. While I was in Nazareth, there were pictures in the basilica uh, from all around the world of Mary with her child, Jesus. And as I walked around looking at all of these beautiful photos honoring the different ways that, that we see Mary and the different cultures that they come from, it struck me how in every single nation, regardless of language barriers or other barriers, we can all connect to Mary. If you want to just scroll through some of the pictures that we can look at while I'm talking. Uh, even those who are not religious can sometimes identify with Mary. Even those who maybe are nominally religious can still see Mary and learn from Mary because she's a mother, and right from the beginning, she knew that this role would be anything but easy. And I think all of us mothers know that the role of being a mother is anything but easy. She's also loving. And because she's loving, she knew that her heart would be broken because that's a risk that we take when we love, isn't it? Whenever we love, no matter who we love, loving means that that we are putting ourselves at risk. There are some people who choose never to love anybody. They don't want to love because they want to protect their heart. So whenever we choose to love someone or or something, then we, we put ourselves at risk of being heartbroken She's also a mother, and as a mother, she is someone who, can, who we can all connect to because all of us have either been mothered or, or are mothers ourselves, and so we can connect to her in that way. Now, I want to tell you a story. I, I confess it's a sad story, but I'm telling you it for a reason. The night before my brother's funeral, which was almost three years ago, which it's hard to believe that, but the night before my brother's funeral, we had had the calling hours, and at the calling hours, it took a long time because Stephen was young and known by many, and so after the calling hours, we went to his shop because he had, you know, he was an electrician, owned his own place, and so he had a big shop, and up top was like a nice, actually used to be a a bookstore, what he turned into his shop, so it it had a nice gathering area, and so after his calling hours, the night before his funeral, we went up, and we were all sitting there. We were kind of getting things ready for the next day for the funeral, and my mom was sitting there as we're all kind of moving all around her, and then she had asked my cousin Sarah to sing for her, and I don't remember the song that she asked her to sing. I don't know if it was Ave Maria. I don't know what song it was, but somehow the the song had something to do with Mary, and so she asked Sarah to to sing to her, and Sarah has a a beautiful voice. I believe she went to like Berkeley School of Music or something. She's a, a beautiful musician, and she sang to my mother this song. And then my mom was still in that period of shock in a way that I think only somebody who's lost someone so dear to them can imagine. And so she was still kind of sitting there in that period of shock. And then after Sarah finished singing, my mom just kind of looked up. She just slowly had tears streaming down her face, and she just kind of looked up, and then she said, now I know how Mary felt as she watched Jesus go to the cross. And when I say that we can all identify with Mary, at Mary, she opens up something to us. She opened up something to my mother as a grieving mother, and sadly, some of you know what it's like to be grieving parents. As grieving parents can can imagine that the rest of us can really not imagine that she was able to, in some way, in that moment, say, "Now, now I kind of understand what it was that Mary felt. And I tell you this not because I want to break your hearts this morning, but because in the Protestant church, we don't focus much on Mary. You know, our focus is always on Jesus, straight to Jesus. We don't talk about anything else but Jesus, kind of. That's our Protestant nature. And we don't focus much on Mary, but the reality is that we can learn a lot from Mary. 
Mary was fully human. She was not divine. She was fully human, and yet she was blessed to experience the joy of being the mother of the Son of God. Mary had such tremendous faith. She had the greatest faith, and and yet even the greatest faith could not save her from experiencing pain. Sometimes we go through life and then we, we hit hurdles and we hit bumps and we hit pain and, and we wonder like, God, I have such strong faith. Why aren't you saving me from all this pain? And yet look at Mary. Mary had stronger faith than most people, if not anybody, probably not anybody and nobody else got to carry the Christ child. And yet even though her faith was so very strong, she still had to experience pain. She also felt the joy of being the mother of Jesus. And that joy, is, it must have been absolutely amazing. And anybody who's even parented before or grandparented knows that, that even if our children can be tough, that still they bring us so much joy. But she also felt the devastating pain of Golgotha. So as we approach this Christmas season, as we journey our way through Advent, Whether we feel joy like a child on Christmas morning, I love the joy of children on Christmas morning. Whether we feel the joy of like a child on Christmas morning or we feel pain and loss as the holidays approach, we need to know that not only does our God feel our joy and our pain with us, but I hope that we can know that Mary experienced those same feelings. She experienced the joy, but she also experienced the pain. And hopefully we can, we can feel a connection in some way knowing that we're not alone. Whenever we go through life and we feel that pain, but we also feel the joy, we feel the the bumps of life, we can know that Mary went through those bumps in life as well. So just in case you're feeling heavy right now, because I know that the holidays can be hard for people. I know that Christmas can be devastating to, to some people as they miss their loved ones. I want anybody and everyone to know that if you are feeling lonely or sad or broken, that you're not alone. The same God that sent angels to Mary is the same God that is with you to bless you, especially when you're feeling pain and hurt. The same God that that walked with Mary all the way is the same God that's with you. And even when you feel pain or hurt or when you're struggling through life, that same God is with you. I know that when we come to church, we like to be, you know, so filled with joy. And and as we light the candle of joy, you're like, Pastor, why aren't you making us joyful right now? I know we like to think about joy, but the reality is that our hearts are also broken. And when our hearts break, God is with us. We know that because Mary's heart broke and God was with her. So if you feel sad or broken or alone during this season, know that you're not alone. God loves you. The same God that loved Mary loves you. The same way that that God cared for the broken body of Jesus and made it whole again. 
God cares for your loved one's broken bodies and makes them whole again. Just know, even if you don't feel great joy at this time, you are not alone. You are never alone. We learn that from Mary. It's okay to be heartbroken sometimes, but know that God loves you and God is with you. Always. And let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we know that in our tradition we don't focus on the mother of Jesus very much. But sometimes we also miss out in so many pieces. We miss out on the way that she experienced both joy and pain, both happiness and suffering, and that we can learn from her. So Lord, on this Sunday of joy, let us also just feel your presence if we are lacking joy today. Let us feel your presence if we are feeling alone or saddened or grief. Let us feel your presence knowing that we are never alone, that you are always with us, that our loved ones who have gone to the kingdom of heaven before us, that you are with them. Let us feel your presence now and always. And we pray this prayer through Christ Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us now worship God with our Advent offerings.
let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. blessing of Christ. Go forth with the joy of Christ in your heart, even when you feel sadness. Go forth, be blessed, and be a blessing to all.